0: This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy.
1: Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. In particular, welcome to the start of the Weight Loss Podcast 28-Day Weight Loss Challenge Extravaganza. So we're here to start uh, you on your journey to being a new you So in the next 28 days, we're going to ask you to exercise for 35 of those days and we've got this 800-calorie-a-day meal plan for you to follow. So do you like eating food? Well, stiff shit because you ain't eating none of that crap. So we've got our fantastic personal trainers lined up to take you through three sessions a day on your 800-calorie-a-day diet. And what we're going to do is we're going to weigh you five times a day. Now look, we know that you've struggled with your weight now for years. But it's okay. We're gonna solve all your problems in 28 days, aren't we, Courtney? Yes. Now pay us, bitch.
0: So Matt is uh auditioning for for a job as a
1: advertisement Cele- a, 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 spokesman. Or a celebrity trainer.
0: Or a celebrity trainer. Um but, yeah, so that was his, uh, his audition. We loved it. Good job.
1: So, I think, uh, I think that was a, a roaring success. So, as you've probably gathered by now, uh, you have walked into a trap. This is not the Weight Loss Podcast 28 Day Weight Loss Challenge Extravaganza. This is our next Fact or Fiction episode. Yes. Fact or Fiction, the eight week challenge. Now. Mm. We've called it fact or fiction, the eight-week challenge, but we are encompassing all those different numbers that get thrown around.
0: Yeah, eight weeks. I am. Um, twelve weeks. Eight yeah. weeks. I think. I think days. eight weeks has 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 uh, gone to the top of the popularity list at the moment. I think that it used to be twelve weeks. I think eight weeks is way more popular now. I think that's pretty obvious as to why it's much more popular. Why is that? And, because it's shorter. And, oh, of
1: course. You, you can change your whole life in a month shorter. Correct. Okay,
0: cool. Um, and then I think the other one that's really popular, you see a lot on, on magazines and things like that, is 28 Days, which again is hilarious to me because there's only one month that has the potential of having 28 days in it. So it's like, I don't know. It just is hilarious to me that 28 days is a thing. But 28 days is is the other one that is very popular.
1: Are you daring to suggest that I won't get my bikini body in four
0: weeks? I am daring to say that, yes. Unless you already have a bikini body, in which case you totally achieve it. Well, I think I do. So, yeah. So, this is... The pop, those two, I think, are the most popular but you time get, frames yeah, at the well, moment, yes. but there are obviously many more out there. You get the drift of where we're going with We're this. talking
1: about the short-term challenges that your local gym or your local health centre or your local health provider
0: runs. Or they are listed in the magazine, you know, the ones that say this is what Kim Kardashian does or, you know, the new it workout that all you've got to do is this for 28 days and, and you can only get that body. oranges
1: two times a day.
0: So they are everywhere. They okay, are yes. Everywhere. So
1: we're talking about the short-term weight loss challenges that are out there uh, that proliferate uh, all the big gyms uh, worldwide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Courtney and I are going to have a discussion about how they work. We're also then going to break them down into the pros and cons because there are some pros yeah. and some cons to these challenges and we're going to weigh in with a definitive conclusion at the end because in the end our opinion is the right one correct so basically whatever we say here is 100% the truth according to us
0: well I think it's I think it's really important for us to look at all aspects of this and that is why doing a pros and cons list is so important because it, it's it's I think you've probably got the idea by now that we're not a big fan of these well, style look, of programs. Look,
1: I may have come across slightly sarcastic
0: <laughs>
1: to open the show if you haven't picked it up by now. however there are a number of pros with these that we need to look at objectively. Correct. So let's let's dive into this. So I would like to kick things off Courtney if I may yeah um, So when Courtney and I were, were sort of planning this episode out, The first question we asked ourselves is, well, look, what is the goal of these short-term weight loss challenges and weight loss programs? I'm going to share with you, as someone with years and years and years of commercial gym experience, I'm going to share with you the secret of, of these programs, what the goal is. Ready for it? It's to take your money.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is just to take... They are designed to take your money. Um... And I think they do it in a very successful way. And it really comes down to the marketing behind it. And why you see it, I think, more and more and more and more at the moment is because the marketing works. It has proven to work. And so success leaves clues. So all of these other people, all they're doing is taking what has worked for other people and putting their own spin on it and refining it, and that's where you see things now that are going from the 30 day detox now to the 28 day challenge. It's they're refining it as it, they go, but it's the same style of marketing now, that they're using.
1: We also, Courtney and I understand, uh, as business owners ourselves, there is the business side of this. So the goal obviously is to take your money because they're in fucking business. That is what
0: business is, yes. Der
1: Fred. okay. Not yes. exactly.
0: It's not rocket science. Cracking there. open a
1: massive secret mm. there, but that is that is a fact. Correct. So, the next thing we're we'll going to look at here, Courtney, you touched on it, but let's get a bit more into detail here. How are these things so successful? How do they take so much money off us time and time again?
0: Well, it, it is actually quite easy if you really look, you step back and you look at it. So, what it is, is it's just basic marketing. So, when you're looking at basic marketing, you're looking at the people you're appealing to and what is going to grab them? What emotions are you need to pull at to get them in to buy your product? So when you're looking at, a, at emotions around weight loss, you really, you're really hitting on a couple of key things. Now, when you're talking about these short-term timeframes, the biggest thing that they're pulling at is the fact that we are impatient people. So when we decide that we want to do something, we generally want it to happen now. So even though realistically, if you asked people, how long is this going to take, nine times out of ten, they will will give you a realistic answer that it's going to be a long time. However, that's not what we want. What we want is to be able to say, yes, we can do it in eight weeks. Yes, I can turn around twenty years of bad e- eating and not exercising and being
1: and no confidence heavily
0: overweight and no confidence, and I can change all of that in eight weeks. We want to believe that that is a is a possibility. So what they're doing by putting these timeframes, and they're emphasizing these timeframes, is that it's appealing to that part of the human emotion that is completely impatient. And we want to see results straight away. So, A, it's appealing to that. And I think it's also appealing, Matt, when we were talking about this, you brought up the word of desperation. Yes. So, it's appealing to our, our, our desperation. Well, but look at it. Once you've decided to change, you're desperate.
1: Also, there is uh, pain associated with this. So, if you can say to someone, we can take away your pain in four weeks... Mm. or six weeks or eight weeks, the pain that you've been dealing with for years and years, there is an appeal there. Mm. There is an appeal there because in the end we all seek to run away from pain. Mm. And you know, anyone that's had issues with weight in their life will know it is a painful thing. Yeah. In in a number of different ways. It can be obviously painful internally, but also as we get older it becomes more painful physically as our body starts to wear down. Mm. So if, uh, if we can say, hey, we'll take away your pain in the next month and a half, just, just give us 800 bucks. cool.
0: Yeah, and I think that way as well. It's also oversimplifying the process in terms of your mind because I think whenever anybody thinks about what it's going to take to lose the weight, in our minds, I think we all know, oh, this is going to suck. Like it's not going to be a fun process. Like it's going to hurt. I've got to go to the gym. I've got to work out. You know, I've got to, there are going to have to be sacrifices in terms of what I eat. I can't smash Coke and McDonald's all the time anymore. You know, there are going to be sacrifices I have to make in my life. And it's an unpleasant feeling. So to be able to simplify that in marketing and say, Hey, this eight week challenge, it's making the, the person viewing that think, Oh, that seems easy. I can do that. That doesn't that doesn't seem like it's going to it's going to hurt that much. You know, it it's it's taking that simplification. It's trying to take that pain of getting into the gym, getting working out, starting to sacri- make sacrifices in terms of what you're eating. It's simplifying that process and trying to convince you that it's easy. So they are all things that it's appealing to. When you're looking at marketing of these certain short-term fixes or short-term challenges that people run, those are the sort of emotions that they are appealing to.
1: And the thing is as well, I think there's there's two ends of the scale here in terms of how these short-term challenges will simplify the process in terms of making it sound like it's very, very easy, I think. From my experience working with so many people over a number of years now, I do think that uh, most people who are wishing to lose weight, it is, it's not as hard as they think it is. Yeah. However, it's not as easy as these challenges make it sound. It does fall somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, that's so a great point. The,
1: the, the average person, and I should know because I was at this stage myself, can look at this as an impossible mountain to climb.
0: Mm.
1: It's not. We've proven that. A lot of our clients have proven that. It's not an impossible mountain to climb, but there is some, some work involved. There is some discomfort involved because we're talking about change.
0: Mm.
1: And change is a very uncomfortable, often confronting and emotional process. However, at the other end of the spectrum, you've got your local gym saying, hey, we'll change your life in two months. It's easy. Just follow this meal plan that wouldn't, you know, sustain an active child, and come and exercise with our group fitness classes four times a day. So, it, the actual truth falls somewhere in the middle. Mm. So let's now have a look at these the your sort of standard gym transformation slash weight loss challenge. How the fuck do they actually work? Hmm. Well, I can give a bit of insight here because I've been involved in plenty of them uh, and they tend to run in terms of having, you'll have the build-up to your usual information slash seminar evening where you'll be presented with some sort of you beauty information, some uh, testimonials uh, on people that have uh, got these great before and afters. Just don't ask for the after-after. Uh, you get these great before and afters, and you're then presented with the offer to come and join our four, six, eight, whatever insert number here week transformation challenge. And you'll then you'll pay a set amount of money, and you'll get access to a certain, usually a certain number of uh, group training sessions, boot camps, group fitness. Like I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We've all done them. Uh, group fitness sessions. They'll more often than not either have complimentary or optional personal training sessions with the PTs in the gym. So the ones that I've been involved with in the past are where uh, PTs and I was one of them, volunteered to basically give complimentary sessions to people entering the challenges with the hope that they would sign on with us down the track. Mm. And then the, the real fun stuff comes with, you'll also more often than not get your meal plan. So, hey, Courtney, welcome to our three and a half week transformation challenge. Uh, We're going to help you lose 40 kilos in the next 24.75 days. Uh, I've got here for you your training program. So you have um, Joe, he's your PT. He'll be training you two times a day. Uh, I'd also like you to make these three group fitness training sessions a day that we run. And I've also just printed out for you here, Courtney, your 426-calorie-a-day meal plan. Yes. They'll often come. So, Courtney, as you can tell, is really excited I'm to start I'm stoked, this. yep. She's pumped, as. point I'm getting at there is you'll also get the meal plan. The, the one-size-fits-all, or if they're, they're really, really good, the male or female meal plan. Because, you know, all females are the same and all males are the same. And we all have different requirements. bullshit, you get what I'm saying. I come with a meal plan and it's your job to make as many of these training sessions as you can and adhere to the meal plan as closely as possible in this set period of time and to measure that you'll usually have some sort of regular weigh-ins and more often than not these days, at the start and end of the challenge... You obviously have your before and after photos because I mean, hey, photos are powerful, that is a fact. Uh, But also they'll often now give you the body scans. So a machine that they'll bring in, that'll tell you, you know, here's your body fat percentage, here's how much water you're carrying, here's how much muscle mass you've got, blah, 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 blah. And so that's how they will assess uh, your results on a program. You then pay your money uh, and then off you go. Time to change your life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's about. That is it. That's about right.
1: Uh, And then away you go. So, Courtney, have you ever done one of these before? No. Okay. Well, that ends that uh, that discussion.
0: Well, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't done any of uh, any of these before. But we've seen. I think we've all either known somebody that has done them, or we have done them ourselves. So I've known plenty of people that have done these sort of things. I've been
1: involved. I've been involved in a number of them quite a few of them
0: I think at the end of the day realistically what the point of these is to do is it's it's to try to get you the biggest result in the shortest amount of time however you're never going to get exactly what you want in that period of time
1: well in the end if um if the the gym running the challenge gets uh, a handful of fantastic photos do you know what that does that helps to market the next one.
0: Correct. So, so realistically, what they're doing is it becomes a bit of a cycle. And so what they're bad. expecting you to do is you sign up to this UB Challenge. Now, if you want to lose 20 kilos, you're not going to do that in eight weeks. You're just not. It's just a fact. You're just not going to do it.
1: But, but the so, poster says that I will.
0: No. See, that's the thing, though. The poster doesn't say that you will. Because they're not going to be dumb enough to put themselves on the hook and for you to come back and say, no, false advertising, I didn't get what you told me I was going to get. So they're not that dumb. So what they will do is they will use words and they will use stories to imply that you can do it.
1: This is what so-and-so did.
0: But they're not going to tell you you can do it. And if you went up to them and you said, hey, can I lose 20 kilos in this challenge? They wouldn't say no, but they won't say yes. They're not going to say no because they're too afraid that you're not going to do it. But they're not going to say yes because they can't put themselves out there like that because deep down they know you're not going to lose 20 kilos in the challenge. So they'll use words like, oh, you'd give it a good old shot. You'd give it a good crack. Or, oh, you'd put a dent in that for sure. Or something along those lines. Or who knows? Who knows? You know, you might. If, you, if, you, if you're if you good enough, if you try hard enough, if you work hard enough, you might. So they'll use phrases like this, but they're not going to say you will because they know you won't. But they're not going to say no either. And they're also not going to tell you that what they expect you to do then is they're expecting you to do your eight-week challenge. You're going to get a result because you can't possibly follow a meal plan and work out as much as they want you to work out and not get any result. The only way you're not getting a result is if you don't do it. So you will get some kind of result. But then you're not going to get, you lose your 20 kilos. So what then they'll tell you is, oh my God, look how well you did. Look, you lost three kilos, awesome. Just do it again. You know, just do it again. You'll be even better next time. You'll lose more than three kilos next time because you're even better. You've already done it once. So then you're going to pay the money and you're going to do it again. And then you're going to pay the money, you're going to do it again. So now you're on the treadmill cycle of doing these challenges with these constant short-term goals in mind. Constant short-term timeframes that you can't achieve your goal in. And they know you can't achieve it in, yet they keep pushing you to believe you can. And that is how it works at the end of the day.
1: Whoa. The conspiracy theorist...
0: No, I mean, that's just what it does. That's what they do. They know you're not going to get everything you want in the time frame, well. So they want you to keep going. It is At the end of the day, it's a business and they want to keep your business. They want to keep your money coming in. It is much easier in the business world to keep people that are already paying you than to go out and constantly find new clients. That's a fact. So they will constantly try to keep you spending money with them.
1: Which, by the way, is fair.
0: So that that is what business is. If you are a business person, if you run your own business, you're listening to this, you probably have an idea of what we're saying is correct. And at the end of the day, that's fine as long as you are aware that, and I think that this is, we'll get into the pros and cons actually because I think what I'm about to say is going to come up in that.
1: Uh, we'll get there. I was just going to say, you mentioned before about getting, you, you'll get a result. I would ask, and I would counter by saying, what do you define as a result? Because I've learned with my own experience, with what I've done myself and what I've now done with others, plenty of others over a long period of time. I personally am no longer impressed by the result someone gets in a short term. No. That doesn't impress me in the slightest. What someone can do in any sort of short challenge, like, yeah, cool story, bro. The real way I personally now look at a result is, what do you do long-term?
0: Yeah, but that's your definition of a result. That's not the, that's not the short-term Oh, I agree completely. Scenarios. But
1: since you brought it up, yeah. it's worth just saying, how do we actually measure a result?
0: Well, how would you define a result then? That's, that's all it is, is not necessarily how you're measuring the result. How do you... Re- Define what is a result? Me personally? Yeah. So like, let's give an okay. example. If someone does an eight-week challenge, what would you consider a result? No result is a result?
1: Well, I would consider a result is what have you done 12 months from now?
0: Mm.
1: Because I have known plenty of people that are serial challengers. Yeah. They will bounce from challenge to challenge to challenge. Often having a short-term result. Like, hey, I lost five kilos, high five. Whoops, I've just gained 10. Better sign up for the next challenge. Hmm. Over and over and over. To me, that's not a result. That's spinning your wheels. So I look at a result as, okay, you've, you've had this short-term win. Well done, high five. Where are you 12 months from now? Hmm. Where are you two years from now? Because it, it, it. this is the rest of your life we're talking about. Hmm. So I will now, having digressed momentarily, Hmm. let's get into the pros and cons.
0: All right.
1: Uh, Do you want to start with the first pro or shall I?
0: I can start with the first pro. So the first pro is, oh, it's a, sorry, I was just reading what our notes were. Um, The first pro is, it is definitely a pro to be at least getting into movement and getting into the gym. So, mm. you yep, have to look definitely. at that as a pro. Of course it is.
1: 100%. We spend too much time each day sitting on our butts. Yes. So, to me, there is an absolute pro in something that gets you active mm. and gets you into the gym or just active in general. Like, I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, 100%. As,
1: as a former couch potato, I'm, I can't get behind that enough. So, that is an yep. absolute pro. You can't
0: be negative on at least someone... Starting to do something.
1: It's a healthy thing. Correct. Mentally and physically and emotionally. Yeah. So, yee thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, the next pro that I've got is that it's exciting. It's exciting because there's hope. Yes. Is this the time for me? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is, is this going to be the one that gives me the new version of me I've been looking for? So, there's always there's always that bloom on the rose, but unfortunately, that is also a con mm. because the bloom always comes off the rose. Yeah. No doubt, because I know Courtney and I can speak to this. Now that you've experienced this yourself as well. Whenever you start, even for Courtney and I, just a new training program, we're excited.
0: Oh, it's always We're exciting. pumped up. Yeah.
1: It always wears off. And then it's just the case of, okay, this is the work I need to do.
0: Correct. I'm in week three currently and it's already worn off.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, We're all different like that. Uh, I'm still a bit pumped for it, but that's, you know, that's we're different people, aren't we? Yes. But there is that excitement that comes with it, and I think that's also a good thing mentally, but con, it does wear off. Yes. And then you're just faced with the stark reality of, oh, shit, I have to work. Yes. Next pro, Courtney?
0: Pro, accountability.
1: Now, this is a big one. Mm. uh, Because even though when we get into the cons, we'll talk about timeframes, frames, cetera. Accountability, ultimately, from, okay, I think with the clients that Courtney and I work with, ultimately, they come to us for accountability. Yeah. To hold their feet to the fire as they're going along their way to their to their goals.
0: Yeah. And I think, don't, like think that because we're saying accountability is a pro, we're saying that the methods used in these challenges are also a pro because they're two separate things. The accountability is actually just having having something set in place to do. it's having photos taken before and after it's judging your progress. these sort of things are what we're talking about well, accountability being,
1: in the end, what you're doing is being measured. Correct. In some way or another, it is being measured. Yes. And you are still being accountable because, as, as I said earlier, you're going to have training sessions that are dedicated for people doing these challenges, which means it is a form of accountability.
0: There's a structure there.
1: Uh, there is. And for some challenges they run, there might be weekly weigh-ins. Now, Courtney and I have made our feelings on weighing people regularly known. We think it's a complete load of shit. But it is still a form of accountability, a very poor one, but accountability nonetheless. And that is something that so many of us are actually missing. We like that. As a key ingredient to success is having someone or some ones to hold us accountable. So the accountability factor that comes with these challenges, I think, is a massive pro. Yes. Big time. Except for the part where... Accountability for eight weeks does not a lifelong change make. No. But now with that in mind, well actually we've written those down as our pros. Courtney, can you think of any more? No. Neither
0: can I. (laughs) She literally we're grasping at straws there just to get three, to be honest. Um, so moving on to the cons, because it is a more lengthier list so we better move straight on to that so cons obviously to start off with which what I've been raving on about probably for too much in this episode is the unrealistic marketing that is based around these challenges so it's misleading it is a misleading style of marketing and as uh, as a result it implies that you will see what you want to see in a short period of time And it doesn't always go into the fact that this eight week challenge, you're going to have to do 12 times to get what you want. So that is where the misleading part comes into it. It's not being realistic enough with the people wanting to do them to say, yeah, we might put a fun little name to this challenge called the eight week challenge, but just so you know, you're not going to achieve your goal in the eight weeks. You're going to have to do this six times, seven times, eight times, ten times to get the result that you want to get. That, is, that doesn't sound that great, to be honest, in, in their marketing campaign, but it doesn't mean that it's any less true. But so, you know what, though? That's what we do. We do that, but that is why these people don't do that because it doesn't have that same sexy ringtone. It doesn't appeal to people's emotions in the same way that just putting out there the eight week challenge and having before and afters of people, implying that you can get that same result in eight weeks.
1: And a bit of, bit of sort of inside information here, talking about unrealistic marketing. You know, get a new version of yourself in you know four, six, eight, ten, twelve weeks. Courtney and I uh, don't work with anyone for anything less than twelve months, and we make that fact known. Mm. So, if someone comes to us and they say their goal is they want to lose 30 kilos, 40 kilos, four, five, maybe even six dress sizes, and they say they can do it in six months, we don't want to talk to them because we know it's not going to happen. No. So, we do admittedly take the, the sort of unsexy way about it, but you yeah. know why that is? Because it's fucking realistic and it's fucking ethical and we can relate to it.
0: Correct. So, so
1: we... We're not going to sit here and say, this is unrealistic marketing and we're doing the exact same thing. No, we're fucking
0: not. No, we're definitely not doing this style of marketing. And...
1: We never will. We never will. Our minimum sign up with our clients is 12 months for this reason because people need that as a minimum period of time to stand a chance. If you're, if, especially if you think of us with where we've come from, personally, the two of us, if we then turn around and say to potential clients, oh, it's okay. You can get our results in two months. I mean, it took me two and a half years, but it'll take you two months. How full of shit will we be? Correct. Uh, next con, and I'm going to love this one, fucking meal plans. Mm. They don't work. Mm. Straight up, they don't work.
0: Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of these challenges come with meal plans, and if, if, even if they don't, they don't give you any other education on what to do about uh, your food.
1: Some some will give guidelines, but I mean, to me personally, giving someone a guideline that says, "Hey, eat more fresh fruit, vegetables, and lean meat, and less takeaway shit," kind of common sense.
0: It's not really a guideline, um, but I think then what it what it does do then is people doing these challenges if they're not given a meal plan and they're not given accurate. Uh, information to improve their knowledge on what th- foods they should be eating and things like this, then all they're going to do is go out and source a meal plan themselves because that is what most people in these, these challenges do.
1: What diet do I need to go on to get this result? Correct. So why don't meal plans work? Let's break this down. Very, very simple because you learn nothing. You learn nothing about yourself about your body and about what works for you. Because the thing is, I sort of hinted at it before when I said that some places or some gyms might give out a meal plan for a female and a meal plan for a male. That might sound okay. Oh, well, the, the boys have this and the girls have this. Yeah, but you know what? Even then, people are built differently. Uh, I'll use myself, Courtney, as an example. When I walk through the gym with you, how many males do you see that, I, that look tiny next to me? Right?
0: Every one of them.
1: <laughs> now... If, if I've got a male who's a foot shorter than me and 40 kilos lighter than me and we're on the same meal plan, one of us is going to get fucked up on that meal plan. Yes. One of us is either going to be heavily overeating to the point, not in terms of getting fat on it, but trying to overeat on that amount of good food. Or one of us is drastically undereating. Yes. And has no chance of a result yes. and has a good chance of causing uh, a bit of internal damage. Through overtraining and under-eating. Correct. But it's the same thing with a female. Yeah. Because not all females are built the same. No. In terms of you know height, uh, build, like Courtney, you're built very powerfully. A very, a very Courtney's got a very powerful female build where Courtney's built in a way where she obviously looks very feminine and you're kind of hot. I'll give you that. <laughs> but make no mistake, you could throw a small human across the room.
0: Oh, I'm I'm very heavy for my size.
1: You're strong. Mm. You're built very powerfully. However, you take someone who's, a, who's like Courtney compared to a female who is, you know, three, four, five inches shorter and is built like, say, like a, a runner mm. and you put those two girls in the same meal plan, one of them, at least, is going to be uh, poorly served yeah. by that. Yeah. So you've got the fact that it's not going to stick for someone to begin with and then there's the part where often to help get a short-term result, what they're putting you on is a diet. Yeah. So you need to eat these types of foods a couple of times a day. Um, that will keep you under X number of calories, usually a number that's kind of insulting. Um, you know, 1200 or under, so maybe 1600, 1800 for a male. And you've got to somehow sustain this over this period of time but also over time with these meal plans you don't know why you're doing it. Mm. Why am I having these foods? Because to me personally being an inquisitive sort of guy the biggest question to everything is well why?
0: Well, I think it needs to be when it comes to food because we've spoken about in the past how many different headlines are out there. You know, no carbs, low carbs, low sugar, you know, don't have fruit because got too much sugar in high it. Fat, low high fat, low fat, no fat high paleo, protein. friggin', you know, all these different Keto. things. You know, don't eat gluten. Don't eat dairy. Do eat dairy, just don't eat gluten. Like it's it's all over the place. So you know, don't eat red meat. It affects your kidneys. Um, you know, there's there's all this stuff out there, and it gets very confusing. You know, it's easy it's easy for Matt and I to sit here and say, oh, we'll just do this, 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 and this. We've we've done the research, like we've read the research. We understand more about this sort of stuff. But I put myself in in my shoes, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, and I'm sitting around li- listening to all of those headlines that I just read out, thinking, "Oh yeah, which one do I do? Which one? I'll just try this one and see what happens." Like you got, I would have had no idea. I had no idea. And so I would have just picked one of those and, and tried to do it, not knowing why I, was, why I was doing it. It was just one that I had heard. So I was just going to do it and see what happens. So you're, you're doing things that you've got no idea why you're doing them. It's sort of just like, you, it's like a lucky dip. It's sort of like you're just picking one and hoping that it works. And if it does work, you really don't know why it worked you're just glad that it worked and you're hoping that you've picked something out of that lucky dip pile that you're actually able to sustain for the next 50 years.
1: Yeah. So meal plans aren't uh, a teachable resource No. in the end. Uh, so I know we've never handed out meal plans and we never will. We, we help teach our clients how to make their own meal plans based on what they like and based on what feels good with their body. So that's a con. Mm. Uh, Con, the next con, Courtney?
0: Unsustainable exercise routines. Yes. So often these, these short-term challenges will up the amount of times that you should exercise. And ov- obviously that goes hand-in-hand hand with the previous one, which is the meal plans. Because it's going back to that old mentality of, well, if we exercise more and we eat less, oh, you lose weight.
1: Massive calorie deficit, which does work short-term, but there are long-term repercussions.
0: Correct. So that is, that is why a lot of people do see some results on these short-term challenges because of that calorie deficit. So they will up their exercise, they will lower their food intake. And, but the problem is that it's not a sustainable solution. So yes, you might be able to sustain it for eight weeks, but you've got to think about then what happens after eight weeks.
1: You know, like the rest of your
0: life. So can you continue to do that day in, day out? Not necessarily until the next eight-week challenge starts. There's no point going back to eating what you used to eat until the next eight-week challenge starts. You've got to think, can I do this forever, every day? can I exercise this amount of time forever? Mm. And that often is where also these become a con because it is unsustainable. So it is often taking up too much of your time every week and you can justify it to yourself for eight weeks, but it's another thing to be able to justify that forever.
1: Yeah, and then where do you go from there? Uh, Because then, you know, you're backing your exercise off and you start to feel like you fail when actually you haven't, you had too much to start with. Yeah. Uh, The next con is unrealistic time expectations. The best way I can say it is that you're not going to solve your lifelong problems in a short-term period of time. That's just a fact. Mm. That's just the fucking way it is. We know that ourselves. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We've seen that with our clients. Uh, So... If you're being sold on a challenge that's going to change your life in a short-term period of time, it's a lie.
0: Yeah, and I think, Matt, you may as well do the next con because I think that leads straight into the one you've just spoken about.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, because in the end, the reason why you aren't going to solve the, re- the rest or solve your lifelong problems in this short-term period of time is because the next con, you're not going to be assisted and taught how to work on your habits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we just recently done... Uh, our our Habits episodes of our podcast. Yes. I strongly recommend you go and listen to them.
0: There's two of them.
1: There are two of them because habits are the make or break thing when it comes to actual transformation and weight loss goals. No one changes all their bad habits in eight weeks and I do mean no one. I don't. Courtney doesn't. None of our clients have. You won't Mm -hmm. either. That's just the way it goes. A short-term gym challenge, weight loss transformation challenge isn't interested in your habits. Mm-hmm. That's why you're given a meal plan. Just do what we say. Yet long-term success comes from working on your habits. So if a challenge is out there that does not work on, is not set to work on your habits, it's not worth a cent. Mm. It's not worth a cent. Uh, last or one more final con, Courtney. Uh,
0: last one. Uh, where are we if you've ever done more than one of these challenges it hasn't worked
1: very very simple um one of our favorite sayings is if the diet worked you would only do it once
0: yeah
1: same thing with the challenge so the whole idea with all of us is that we're we're in this for a long-term reward you know, having, having the confidence, being proud of ourselves, having the look, function and feel that we want for the rest of our lives. If we are continually going back to doing our, our, our gym, you know, six, eight week challenges, how's it working?
0: Mm.
1: You need to keep going back to the, to the well to do the same thing over and over and over again. Because if, to me, if it works, you know how to stick with it. And you can stick with it long term. So I think, we think, if you've ever done more than one of these challenges, it has failed.
0: Mm. Yes. Yes, I, I totally agree. I've got nothing else I think to say on that one because I just, I spoke about it earlier. Yeah. It's right. the way that the marketing is, of them is designed to get you to do more of them. So they intend to have you do multiple challenges. Um, that, is, that is the point. So... I think at the end of the day as well is there's a big difference between an eight-week challenge or a you know 12-week challenge, 28-day challenge, all this sort of stuff, and when you're talking about programming. Because I know we used to get this question a bit, Matt, um, early days of having the gym because we always did our programming in 12-week blocks. And we still do. And we still do. So people used to say to us, they used to think, oh, I'll just do one 12-week block. Huh. And you say, no, 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 it's not a 12-week challenge. <laughs> This isn't a 12-week challenge. So there's a very big difference between going to someone and having sort of programming set for you structure. in, in structured stages and actually just having a 12-week challenge or an 8-week yeah. challenge. So what the difference really is that a 12- or an 8-week challenge, they will market that as for as to you will get a result in this 12 weeks or 8 weeks and they will push out photos of the results that you can get apparently in this time frame the difference when you're talking about a 12 or an 8 or a 10 week programming structure this is supposed to continue on this is not a challenge this is not something that is marketed as you will get results in this time frame no,
1: it's one chapter in a book correct so i said before that We only sign up our clients for a minimum of 12 months. Let's say someone works with us for 12 months. It's a 12-month program that we're we're helping them with. We'll then break that down into three or four 12-week training cycles. Correct. That will be structured and will create momentum and build into each other. So that's a very good point, dear. They are certainly not 12-week challenges. They are 12-week training structures because then after that, you need a...
0: Rest. 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 From your high, your high sort of interval style, heavy weights training. Well, just and, from, the, from
1: the intensity. Well,
0: we spoke about this in our weights, uh, I think, podcast as well. Yeah. So you can't maintain a certain level of training 365 days a year. No. It's anymore. unsustainable. That's how you get injuries. That's how you cause problems. Yeah. So it All needs right. to be structured. Properly. that's a
1: digression. But that's a digression. um, But I just wanted
0: to make that clear that there's a difference between programming and challenges.
1: Well said. So back on topic. So righto, Courtney. Fact or fiction, do these uh, eight-week challenges work? Yes or no? No. Why?
0: Because of what we just said. Because of everything we just went through. Let's not go over it again.
1: So the conclusion is fiction.
0: The conclusion is fiction.
1: That's a wrap. Yes. So uh, on that note, I think we'll call it a show.
0: Yeah, so I think so
1: Hopefully you have got something positive out of this uh, If not, you know where to direct your abuse Courtney dot com Is where you can tell <laughs> us how shit our show is
0: You can also send us through any uh, topics Related to uh, fact or fiction We do fact or fiction topics uh, quite often So if there's any particular area Within the health and fitness world That you are wondering about That you're unsure about then please send us an email or to podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com or you can send us a private message through our Facebook page. Just anything that you would like us to clear up with fact or fiction.
1: All right. On that note, we are going to call it a show. We sincerely hope you've got some value out of this. Yeah. Uh, Because if not, why the fuck are you listening this far into the show? (laughs) So you have yourself a good one. Go and hit it hard at the gym. Eat well, sleep well, and we'll speak to you soon.
0: Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.